Today the word that has been placed upon my heart, it has been resounding in my spirit over and over again as I've been meditating on, Lord, what do we eat at your table on this particular Sunday? And the word that has been coming over and over is, is just this the one sentence, be my witness, says the Lord. Be my witness, says the Lord. So turn to your neighbor and tell him, be my witness, says the Lord. Speak to somebody else, you know, be my witness, says the Lord. Hallelujah. You know something? You're actually prophesying over that particular individual because that's what the Lord has been speaking. And so as you release those particular words, you are lining up with what the Spirit of God is saying, that you be my witness. You know, it is interesting. He took just 12 men. And uh, later on, of course, they became 120. And later on, you know, the number continued to increase. But there are two particular ones who went up, the, up and down the whole of Asia. And the Bible says there were complaints all over. These men who have turned the world upside down, they have also come unto us. Oh, Dwayne, welcome. It's nice to see you. Uh, I believe you had a nice holiday. God bless you. It's nice to see you back. <laughs> I didn't notice. I was thinking you are still still having your holiday. Lovely. Welcome, welcome. So it is it is lovely to behold the grace and the goodness of the Lord. So he says, these men who have turned the world upside down, they have come also over here. And there were two particular guys, Paul and the other person, you know, I think I don't know whether it was Barnabas at that time or it was Silas. You know, as they came into that, I think it is in Thessalonica or something or someplace like that. And they were complaining, wow, these guys who have turned the world upside down, they have come also here, meaning they were about to turn that place upside down. In the real sense, they were standing the right side up. Because the world had turned them completely the wrong way. So that these servants of God were coming to bring them back up. And the words that have been coming into my spirit the whole of this week is the Lord is saying, Be my witness. That Hope Community Church West London, be my witness. Be my witness. Be my witness. And as you step out into from the service today, I want those words to be ringing in your spirit over and over. And may the Lord make them a reality that you and I, we truly become his witnesses in the name of Jesus Christ. We know what a witness is. And we know the answer that is followed us now. A witness is that one who has the evidence or proof of the, an event. They've got the tangible proof to show what it is that was happening. So a witness is therefore the only guy who is qualified to testify. Because they testify of what they have seen and what they have experienced. Scripture tells us, and that's what God indicates unto us. God has always looked for those who will stand and be counted as his witnesses. And today this particular call reaches unto us more urgently than ever before. We have heard it. But I've been placed upon my spirit that let me stir it up again in our spirits for the glory of God. Hear what he says in Hebrews chapter 1 verse 1 to 3. That is God speaking. In the past God spoke to our ancestors through the prophets at many times and in various ways. But in these last days he has spoken to us by his son whom he appointed heir of all things 
and through whom or through whom also he made the universe or he made the worlds as another version says the son that is jesus is the radiance of god's glory and the exact representation of his being or the express image of his being sustaining all things by his powerful word after he had provided purification for our sins he sat down at the right hand of the majesty in heaven and jesus speaking of his life he tells us some very interesting words very clearly and there is be very attentive as he says he says that he only did what he saw his father doing in john 5:19 he declares those words and he says verily or verily or very truly i tell you the son can do nothing by himself he can do only what he sees his father doing because whatever the father does the son also does what is he telling us there jesus is telling us uh, declares himself to be a witness to the father that he never did anything of his own will he's always like his eyes were always waiting father what are you doing whether he sees what the father is doing that's what he does meaning every blind man he healed he had seen the father in the spirit healing when he saw the revelation of god he was seeing maybe we might assume he might have been seeing it in picture form or maybe in vision form or by word coming into his spirit he says whatever he saw the father doing that's what he was doing moment by moment all for the glory of god we we'll, we we'll write our cvs every every one of us you know maybe in the in the in our types of businesses but if you look at the cv of jesus he gives us his qualification of him being the father's witness and that qualification we know it these are scriptures you know but the lord has placed upon my heart to start them up again in us here what he gives us his cv he says in chapter 4 of luke verse 18 the spirit of the lord god is upon me that is the spirit of the father is upon me upon jesus because the father has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor he has sent me to heal the broken hearted to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind to set at liberty those ones who are oppressed now the apostle peter coming again to speak of him he again reads from his particular cv in acts chapter 10 verse 38 and he declares the same words how god anointed jesus of nazareth with the holy spirit and with power and he we went or rather who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil for god was with him thus you know continually there is something that god is reaching out to uh, to apply unto us as we look at the, this particular concept of being his witness thus whoever God calls to be his witness. He empowers that particular person by his spirit. Right from Hebrews where we read the prophets and all those ones he sent, none of them went by his own or by her own power, by their own mind or by their own capacity. They were enabled continually by the Holy Spirit day in and day out. 
And Jesus here even himself when he comes, again he indicates he is continually enabled moment by moment by the Spirit of God. So whoever God calls to be his witness, he empowers him or her with his spirit. And I want you as he says, be my witness, says the Lord. What he's saying is that I want to empower you, each one of you individually, by my spirit. Because none dare step out unless they are empowered by his spirit. You know, the, the words of those who have been his witnesses or the words of those who are his witnesses, they are never empty words. Wherever he has sent a witness and realize the witnesses always speak as they do. And hence it follows that all those look at the words of those ones whom he has ever sent. Each and every one of them, their words were not empty words. And I want you to look at yourself as I look at myself. My stand or your stand in the Lord Jesus Christ. What is the power behind your words? What is the power behind your testimony? What is the power behind the talking that you talk with other men and women round about? Or even in your own family? Is there a demonstration or a manifestation of the power of his spirit as you stand and you declare that God has redeemed my life? Is there the power that is revealing and showing that, yeah, surely that woman, that man has been changed by, by God. Those words he or she is speaking, they are not empty words because they can see the transformation that has taken place in that particular life for the glory of God. When John the Baptist spoke, I want you to remember John the Baptist. His words arrested the attention even of the Pharisees, of the scribes, even of Herod, the king himself of that place. The words of this man, they captured the attention of every man and every woman across the whole of, across of, the whole of Israel. And the word of God says, for some strange reason, even they came all the way from Jerusalem, from wherever they were coming, coming down to Jordan. You know, no man, Naman, Naman told us Jordan was not a clean river at all. He compared, you know, the rivers of, of Syria to Jordan and he said Jordan is a dirty river. But the whole of Israel, they were flocking to that particular Jordan to come and to be dipped in that particular dirty water, which was considered maybe dirty by others. But they didn't care. Why? The words of this one single man who was wearing a camel skin as his dress. He was not even smart at all. I'm sure his hair was unkempt because he, I don't think he had any comb to comb his hair. But even as he stood there, that word as it went out, it drew men and women to the river Jordan. He was his witness. I want you to ask yourself, am I God's witness? Can men look at me and women look at me and say that I am God's witness? Once again, look at Peter. When Peter spoke at Pentecost, suddenly 3,000 hardened Jews, Jews were very hardened people in their religion and in their faith. But when Peter stood on that day of Pentecost and he opened his mouth to speak about Jesus whom they had crucified, suddenly 3,000 hearts were broken and they fell at the feet of Jesus Christ to acknowledge him as Lord and Savior. Why? power in his words he was his witness ask yourself 
am I God's witness? For my word will make a difference when I speak it. My testimony will make a difference when I speak it. And I pray that it be a challenge to you and unto me. Likewise in the name of Jesus Christ. That Father if my word and my testimony has not been a challenge to men and women or to my family. From today in the name of Jesus. Make me a witness in the name of Jesus. If my word has not been a testimony to my wife. Oh God make me a witness. If my word has not been a testimony or a witness, uh, you know, it has not shown God's power into my, uh, the life of my husband, make me a witness in the name of Jesus. For whomever he makes his witness, he packs that man or that woman with his power, with his spirit, to back every single word that he or she says. We are not to speak only religious words, left, center, right. No, he wants power-packed words that will change lives in the name of Jesus Christ for the glory of God. Be my witness, says the Lord. And I want you to rise up wherever you are, whatever corner you are, and determine, Father, you have said I be your witness. Today, I want you to make me your witness. This week and running on, make it your prayer point, Father, make me your witness, make me your witness. I'm tired of talking just simply and it's as if just I'm, you know, like I'm making noise, a symbol making noise, nobody appears to hear what it is that I'm saying. Father, make me a witness that when I sing, when I, 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 I speak, they will pay attention and wonder who spoke. Why? Because you have empowered me by your spirit in the name of Jesus Christ. When Stephen spoke in the book of Acts, if you check in the book of Acts, the word of God, chapter 6 and chapter 7, if you go to chapter 6 and 7, when Stephen spoke, the word of God says they had tried to oppose him, oppose them, but they could not stand the power of his wisdom. They could not stand the words that this man was speaking. A simple server of the tables. Stephen, he was not even an apostle. But the word of God says he was simply serving the tables. Yet when he spoke, every all the other Jews, the Pharisees, the, you know, the Hellenists and what of you, they could not be able to stand the power of his witness. When he spoke, they realized something about this man. Even when they wanted to stone him, the Bible says when they were stoning, they saw his face turn and they, it shone like an angel because the power of God was emanating from this particular life in the name of Jesus for the glory of God. And let us look at Jesus. When Jesus spoke in Matthew chapter 7 verse 28 and 29, the word of God says, he says that, you know, it is said that in that scripture that the people were astonished at his teaching. They had been hearing the scripture all this particular, all those days, you know, preached and preached and preached by the scribes and the Pharisees, by the chief priests and what of you. They had never heard it that way. Suddenly a man who is unknown comes from Nazareth. The poorest of all the towns in Israel. He arrives as a man from the poorest family of all families. 
because he was not recognized at all. But when he opened his mouth and he started speaking, simple as he appeared to be to everybody, unrecognizable, insignificant, the word of God says, everybody was astonished at the words that came out of his mouth, for he taught them as one having authority and not as the scribes. May the Lord anoint you, O Hope Community Church, West London. You will not speak like the theologians speak. You will not speak like the great scholars speak. You will speak with the power and authority of the Holy Ghost backing you from behind in the name of Jesus Christ that they will take note. He or she is empowered by the Spirit of the living God. He's not just telling us mere words. There are words that have been changed. Cry unto God. Make me a witness in the name of Jesus Christ. All of these witnesses, as we speak or look at them in the whole word of God, they were enabled by the Holy Spirit. My brother and my sister, don't sit back and just say, I, God will work himself in only his own way. Cry unto him and from this particular day. Think of how they went to Jerusalem for a whole, all those days they were waiting in Jerusalem. You know, for, the Bible says there were 120 of them. They were waiting. Before, when the, after Jesus ascended, we are told there were 500. 500 saw him rise up and go into the clouds. And he told them, tarry ye in Jerusalem until you are endowed with power from on high. Because he says, until you are filled with the Holy Spirit, tarry in Jerusalem. And it must be all the 500 went to that upper room to wait for, for because they said, it was saying power is coming. Let us go and wait. After the first day, I'm sure some said, I, the one day has gone. There's nothing that has happened. Have, have you seen, have you heard anything? Have you sensed anything? Do you hear anything? No, there's no revelation coming. I think, let, let me go home first. I'll come later. Disappear. A number, a number. From 500, they came down. The Bible tells us five and finally to 120. Meaning 380 disappear. They could not wait. But when the Pentecost, the day of Pentecost was fully come, praise God. The Bible says they had the sound like of a rushing mighty wind visiting Jerusalem. And it filled that particular upper room. The 500, 380 who had gone must have wondered what on earth happened. Why didn't I wait? The 120 were bubbling. They were packed with power. And when they started to speak, even the scribes and the Pharisees paid attention. The Bible says there were many, even the priests and what of you, they became obedient to the faith of the Lord Jesus Christ because these simple men and women, they had been endowed with power from on high in Jesus' name. They had been made to be witnesses for the glory of God. All of them, they had one denominator. Whether it is the prophets or the disciples or ourselves, the word of God says, as many as received him, to them he gave power to become the children of God. The word of God says, as many as be led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. That is Romans chapter 8, verse 14 to 16. And he says, goes on and says that, you know, the, the, the Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are the sons of God. And I want you to ask yourself, 
is the spirit bearing witness with me that I am God's witness because every child of God is a witness of God in the name of Jesus Christ. Just like the son was a witness to the father looking to see what the father was doing by the spirit, you and I, we are required by the grace of God. We must stand in that strategic position that God make me a witness. I want to see by your spirit what you are doing so that I will do it in the life of my brother. I will do it in the life of my sister. I will speak the word in season because I can hear what God is speaking in Jesus name. Oh, may God anoint you, may God anoint me. May God make us to be witnesses. Not just be sitting by, not just be walking by, not just be living by. No, let us be the answer to our generation because the Spirit of God is resting upon us. Cry unto God, my brother and my sister, make me a witness. If I've been so shy, I've been so afraid, I've been so timid. Oh God, make me a witness in the name of Jesus Christ. When he makes you that particular witness, you will suddenly discover, I'm no longer the same man that I was there before. You will sing this one song and declare that he touched me. Oh yeah, he touched me. And all the joy that floods my soul, something happened, and now I know he touched me, and he made me whole. He touches you and he makes you whole, in spirit, in soul, and in body. He packs you with power. You will no longer be the same again. You no longer be timid anymore. You become the witness that changes the situations wherever it is that you are for the glory of God in the name of Jesus Christ. Ask yourself, do I fit this category that qualifies any person to be called his witness? Ask yourself yet once again, do I qualify to be counted in this particular category of the sons and daughters of God who are his witnesses. When I stand in the crowd, Father, do I qualify? When I look at myself, I look at my words, I look at my testimony, I look at my influence. Oh God, have mercy on me. Make me a witness in the name of Jesus Christ. Speaking of his disciples, Jesus says, they are salt of the earth and the light of the world. Matthew 13 16 says, You are the salt of the earth. But if the salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled underfoot. You are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bow. Instead, they put it on its stand, and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. Now remember, salt and light are very powerful things. They preserve. They, you know, they, they, they add flavor. They sanitize. They influence. They give life. They bring order. And they destroy darkness. I want you to do and 
something, cry unto God. Make me a witness. A witness preserves. A witness in the world adds flavor. A witness sanitizes. All the false lies that have been pumped into an area, the witness comes and expels the lies, just like the light expels the darkness for the glory of God. The witness influences the case that is on the table at that particular time. The witness will give life and he will give hope for the glory of God. The witness will bring order because he will say, this is the truth, follow it. Father, make me a witness. I want you to cry unto God. For he waits and is longing for men and women who are going to rise up and be his witnesses. In our jobs, in our businesses, in our homes, wherever we are. Oh God, make me a witness in the name of Jesus Christ for the glory of God. How do you become salt and light? It is by the power of the Holy Spirit. And I wonder, what am I trying to say? In all these particular things, Jesus started and carried out his witnessing ministry on the wings of the power of the Holy Spirit. Thus we are told how he went up and down, you know, doing good, healing all who are oppressed of the devil. We read it in his CV. The disciples were called into the same witnessing ministry on these same wings of power of the Holy Spirit in the name of Jesus. Remember, it was only after he had spoken these words, if you go to Matthew chapter, no, to Mark chapter 5, from verse 1 on, is it Mark chapter 5? No, Luke, Luke chapter 5, from verse 1 onwards. You will see the place where Peter is told, Peter and four, the other four, they were fishing. And he's told these wonderful words. Launch into the deep. And, you know, and make a catch. You know, those are the words that they were launching into the deep for a catch. When they heard those words and they did it, it touched their hearts. He manifested a power. They were drawn by that particular power. They caught so many fish. That, you know, Peter forgot about the wealth that he had just gotten. The Bible says when they had pulled those, the whole catch onto the seashore, Peter went and fell down at the feet of Jesus and told him, I am a sinful man. Go away from me. Leave me alone. But Jesus tells him, yeah, I'm calling you on the wings of power. You no longer catch fish. You're going to be a catcher of men and women. You will be my witness. And the four of them, the Bible says, they abandoned their, 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 their nets. They abandoned their fish. They abandoned the world that they had just made. They went in by on the wings of power. It is better to move in this anointing than to be a catcher of fish. Than to make the dollars out of that particular fish. I want to touch the souls of men and women. They reached out by the grace of God. The power of the Holy Spirit. Where do you stand my brother, my sister? Cry to God, Father, make me a witness. I have been in the church for too long. I have not seen your power in my life. God, make me a witness in the name of Jesus. Don't resist with regard to the spirit. Just open yourself to him. Don't worry about how the spirit comes. Just ask him, Father, I want to be a witness. 
When he makes you that powerful witness, you will discover the encounter of the Holy Ghost in the name of Jesus Christ. And you know, remember Nathaniel. Nathaniel was called after he was astonished by the words that Jesus spoke to him. That is in John chapter 1 from around verse 45 going on all forwards. When he, called, when he was called, you know, he said it like this, that, you know, Jesus spoke to Nathaniel and told him, before Philip called you, when you were under the fig tree, I saw you. The man wondered, hold on, hold on. I was so far away in my own corner. How did you see me? That was enough. He, decided, he tells him, surely you are the son of God. You are the Messiah. Praise God. On the wings of power, Nathaniel gets out from his home, from his quiet life. He determines and says, I will be a witness to this particular power. He's called on the wings of power. My brother and my sister, God is calling you on the same wings of power tonight in the name of Jesus Christ. Paul, on his way to Damascus, persecuting and killing Christians, he, he meets with that particular power. And what happens to him? The Bible says he was struck with light. God gives you an encounter that will not leave you the same. And I pray he will give each one of you an encounter that will make you a powerful witness of God in this area and in this nation in Jesus' name. Cry to him, make me a witness. Don't say I am old. Do you know what Moses was called? To go to lead Israel. He was actually 80 years old. Think about that. 80 years old. That's the time Moses is called. Leave alone Moses put him aside. When Joshua is finally called. To come and lead Israel. After Moses had died. Joshua was not 20 years old when he was called. He was 80 years old. Just those two examples alone. And those men brought, brought great victories for the glory of God. I want you to cry, my brother, my sister, Lord, make me a witness. It is the power of God at work in those lives. Hear this. The Gadarene demoniac, when he was loosed from Satan's power, and Jesus, he wanted to follow Jesus. Jesus makes him his witness. And you know what he tells him? He tells him these words, go home. To your friends and tell them what great things the Lord has done for you and how he has had compassion on you. May God give you an encounter. May God give you an experience. May God give you a powerful encounter, my brother, my sister, that will make you that witness that will change this particular place. They will not ask for Pastor Paul. They will look for Sister Christine. They heard her testimony. They will not ask for Pastor Paul. They will look for Gilbert. Oh, Gilbert, what happened to you? They will not look for Paul. They will look for Louis. Louis, what happened to you? You have changed. Make me a witness for the glory of God in the name of Jesus Christ. It is not one man nor two women. It is every one of us that God wants to make a witness for the honor of his glorious name. That the church may stand on his grace, his sons and daughters, witnesses in the name of Jesus Christ. Praise God. Let me finish by reminding you these words. 
that may the Spirit descend upon you, shake your world with a powerful encounter, and make you his witness in the name of Jesus. For when Jesus sent out his disciples to witness, he sent them out on the wings of power of the Holy Spirit. Remember when he told them, preach the kingdom, heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out demons, freely have you received, freely give. He told them these words, as he told them when they came back, the Bible says that the 70 can return, and they say, Lord, even the demons are subject unto us. As you leave this place, going to your home, you who are here, you are online, I want you to do one thing. When you meet any situation, when you meet any sickness, when you meet any oppression, when you meet somebody who is crying in need, look at your hands and look at your lips. Test your lips again because the word of God has been placed in those lips. And I want you to start speaking out those particular words of the Spirit in the name of Jesus Christ. Go to the sick. Don't be afraid. Say, oh, no, we'll help you go for They'll go to the hospital. And you don't mention about your Jesus. You will take them to hospital. I'm not saying you don't take them to hospital. Don't misquote me. Lay your hands on him or her. Tell him the word of God has said, I will lay my hands on the sick. They shall recover. Let me lay my hands on you in the name of Jesus. Sickness, get out of this body for the honor of God. Don't go to pray, oh God, oh God, I pray, heal this man, oh God, oh God, I ask, heal this person. No, he says you will lay your hands upon the sick, not him. You are the one who lay your hands and you are the one who will speak, be healed. So I want you to start practicing that. Practice, go to somebody who is having an oppression in the mind. Pray over them, tell in Jesus' name, depression. Leave my brother, leave my sister in the name of Jesus. Don't give up. Keep on commanding, keep on commanding. Cancer, I command you be reversed in the name of Jesus. You bone infection, you blood infection, be healed in the name of Jesus. Right now, for the glory of God. Be his witness. Amen. Amen. These are the final words I read unto you. Remember what he says, but you shall receive power after that the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you shall be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in Judea, and in Samaria and unto the ends of the earth. God is looking for you and I to move in the power of the Holy Spirit to be his witnesses. Do you know this power? Ask yourself. Do you have this power? Ask yourself. Have you experienced this power since you believed? Ask yourself. Is there a witness in your spirit that yes, I have this power and God is flowing in me in Jesus' name? Shall we bow down our heads and pray?